0: Hello and welcome to Who's Dropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm Jose. And today we're not talking about a film. We're talking about an event that's on at Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery until the 30th of October this year uh, called Wonderland, Birmingham Mm. Cinema Stories. This is um, set up, organised by Flatpak. Yes. Who did all that brilliant work around Birmingham.
1: It's curated by Ian Francis and Felicity McWilliams. uh, And it's designed by Keith Dodds. I think the design is fantastic, in my view.
0: Yeah, so it's one big room at BMag. And it shows a history of cinema in Birmingham, including a big central display, which is wonderful. This kind of diorama display of a map of Birmingham that lights up when you press buttons Mm. and show you where all the cinemas were in 1915... 19, I can't remember the next year. Oh, God. 1940 1940, and
1: 1984 and the present. That's
0: right. Um, And 1984 is where the big slump is. Um, One of the things on the wall said that during the height of cinema in the 40s, I think a yearly audience was something like one and a half billion. Wow. And in 1986, it was 54 million, Mm. which is a difference of about one and a half billion. Mm. And today, there aren't that many more cinemas than there were in 1986, but the attendance is up, and the cinemas are specialised, mm. um, you know, so we, we're going to the electric later, mm. and the electric's obviously uh, the oldest working cinema in the country, It's a very yes. fond of talking about, and that, that has its own little section. It has also three old seats from the 1980s that you were sitting in. Yes. And they're nice and tatty.
1: Yes, I was tired <laughs> waiting for you. Um, so uh, shall we begin in order? Because one of the things yeah. that really impressed me about uh, the exhibition is, on the one hand, it's chronological, right? But it highlights different personalities of different periods, and mm-hmm. and, and it's very democratic in doing so. Yes, yeah, so some are very famous, like you know Ken Wall, who owned cinemas, and you know Iris Barry, who became you know very important female film critic, right? Uh, but then also like projectionists, yeah, and mm-hmm. kind of people who worked at the cinemas and so on. So it doesn't just highlight celebrities, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that aspect. The exhibition is at once a history of of cinemas in Birmingham, a, a history of film going, right? It, so it's part social history. It connects it to all the major movements. It has the technological developments. It locates it kind of in the city, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, some of the lenses, some of the dioramas, yeah, were all were originated here. They were mm-hmm. built and manufactured here. Uh, so, I love th- that it 's you know it 's at once linear or <laughs> yeah, but it combines all of these different elements yeah that happen simultaneously and that mm. are local and obviously that are also national and international, so I think that 's one of the successes of the exhibition for me
0: yeah, and um those people that it highlights have their own special section on that map in the middle mm. and they can you can light up these ten lights that are. These people, these stories that you've read on the walls around the room. This is mm. where these people were located. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and I think one of the biggest is um, Oscar Deutsch. Yes, as well, he has a big place because he created the Odeon Cinemas, which was a huge, huge cinema chain. And famously, um, he was from Birmingham, he was of Hungarian and uh, Jewish descent, mm. but born in Bristol Heath, I think he said.
1: So uh, the exhibition is divided. Uh, intersections, right? So the first one is traveling light, and that's because a lot of the first showings of cinema in Birmingham were traveling shows, or circus shows, or yeah, mm. uh, in vaudeville type of circus situations. So uh, it uh, it shows that. Uh, then it highlights the picture palaces, and what's interesting is that these are all like post-war, yeah, to sound huge cinemas mm. uh, uh, built. Uh, in the city, and then it goes to the super cinemas. And actually, one of the things that I loved in that part of the exhibition, well, what I loved in all the parts of the exhibition was photographs of the pictures Mm -hmm. of the cinemas, where they were located, and a little bit of a potted history. But what I loved about this 1940, it actually has a bill of what's playing in Birmingham that Mm. week, yeah? And it's from 1940, and it's such an interesting thing because, you know, I remember when I moved to England... Yeah, I kept looking for the newspaper to see that because in Canada that's what it was like the newspapers had like a weekly listing of all what the cinemas were showing. Mm-hmm. But by that point in Birmingham they didn't, right? They only mm-hmm. had they only had the times of the cinemas that advertised that paid for the advertising, mm-hmm. right? Uh so anyway, and it was fascinating to see what was playing. Uh, in Birmingham in nineteen forty. There was a huge range of, of shows, yeah. Uh adventure films and a Hitchcock and yeah, kind of an incredible range of things to see that weekend. Uh so so I loved just kind of seeing the just the newspaper ad actually the sorry, the newspaper sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh and then it goes on to another section, uh which is the slow fade. So this is the post war cinema's beginning to close down. And then it uh, follows that with new beginnings, because as cinemas were demolished and, you know, they were beginning to close down, and it has bits of cinerama in 3D and, you know, kind of how that played out in Birmingham. But then it also shows how new influx of immigrants uh, created different audiences, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get black cinemas and you get Asian cinemas and you get kung fu cinemas and so <laughs> on, right? Uh, so that was, I thought, pretty uh, fascinating, and it also has a little bit of the history of the art cinema, yeah, the arts lab, the connection of you know art cinema to porn. Yeah, a lot of those cinemas that were built to show art films by the nineteen in the late fifties, yeah, by mm-hmm. the nineteen seventies, were just showing were subs, uh, subsisting on porn.
0: The electric was showing sex movies for a while. Yes, for yeah. quite a
1: while. Yeah, that's how it survived.
0: And then it says, in, was it in the 80s it said the upstairs screen was still showing the blue movies and downstairs were showing regular movies, which must be an interesting <laughs> interplay between the two audiences.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I remember, like, in the 90s, it was so decrepit. I did a lot of talks there, actually. And I remember doing an interview with Martin Sherman, the playwright, uh, for Bent, yeah, when the film when they made a film of the play, Bent. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took him on stage, and they brought out these chairs, and I sat on it, and the whole middle bit fell off, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like a silent film comedy because, you know, it was so old and so decrepit. Mm. It had that smell of damp, Mm. you know? Uh, So, I mean, that's a very interesting evolution uh, on its own. Um, One of the things that I loved about um, today, the exhibition today, was, first of all, it was packed for a Monday afternoon. Yeah. There were so many people. Yeah, so we right. saw it
0: at half past one, basically. Yes. And it was really full. I mean, but, the, actually, the whole gallery was pretty full. Yes. But, um, I mean, well, it would be. They wouldn't, they wouldn't just only come to this room, would they? But, um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised at how busy
1: it was. I was surprised at how busy it was. The Edwardian tea rooms were packed. Yeah. yeah uh, couldn't get a chair. On a Monday afternoon... And then I also loved how kid-friendly it was, right? You know, you had children, five, six, and they were, they mm. were going crazy with the lights and, yeah. you know. And also they have these things of, you know, make your own cinema, make your own film poster. Yeah, and they have mm. different glass things that you could get from the drawer and place on top so that you could build your own cinema. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was marvelous, and kind of it was marvelous to see kids so interested in it. Actually, when I
0: was looking at that interactive map in the middle, this kid next to me, I was pressing the buttons for you know, nineteen forty, nineteen eighty six, and um, and this kid next to me was pressing the buttons, and he pressed nineteen fifteen, and he goes, "Mum, he's like eight or nine years old. Mum, look how many cinemas they were in Birmingham. <laughs> yes, you know, and and all these people, actually, the adults as well, people my age and older." were going, you know, okay, where's King's Heath? You know, this is where I am. everyone's locating themselves in the place. Yes. I mean I couldn't quite because I'm from Sully Hall, that's not on the map. But um but obviously you can still look around and work out which cinema is which, particularly in the modern day. Yes. Um and looking at all the pictures of of the older cinemas, you know, some of those some of those facades, some of those buildings still exist. They're all not cinemas anymore. They're all wedding venues and things these days. Mm. And most of them don't exist at all. They've been demolished. Um they're beautiful to look at. They're really impressive buildings, you know. And they're the, the saying like, you know, this one it was based on uh, Moorish um, mm. architecture, architecture from other cultures, and the idea that you go into these places and they transport you to a different world for a little while. You know, you actually yes. you, you really you really feel that, and because um, that's not what Cineworld does these days. No, a very corporate big building.
1: But it's important to remember that picture palaces were like people's palaces, right? And I think the 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 exhibition communicates that, right? So, you know, you have these grandiose buildings that kind of scream luxury, right? You pay your ticket and you are in these palatial kind of places. And they're built for you. They're not built for the queen, right? (laughs) They're they're not built... It's not a stately home for the Duke of so-and-so. These are built for people, right? Mm-hmm. And they were experienced as That was like part of the pleasure and the joy of going to them, right? There was also um, a
0: small focus throughout the exhibition on class. Mm-hmm. And now this is entertainment for the working class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, had, like these penny shows in the very early days, before there were cinemas, so people were paying a penny to get in, and they'd be seeing 60 people to see a short reel or something or other. And then later, um, as you say, these people palaces, and you'd get the these photos of just vast audiences and there were quotes on the wall about this was the working man's entertainment and then later in the in the segment where um, it's talking about immigrants mm. and their influence on the culture um, there's a quote from uh, an Asian guy, I can't remember the guy's name but it was along the lines of um, you go to these cinemas and they were full of people like you from your community, mm. and you'd be seeing a film in Hindi or Urdu or mm. what have you, and for two hours you were at home again.
1: Mm. You know. I also found very interesting, uh, you know, the uh, accounts of censorship. Right. So obviously it uh, it it came in quite early, but also there was a commission, you know, in the 1930s about, you know, w- whether cinema. Had an influence on children's actions, right? Mm -hmm. And you realize, you know, how long these things have been going on. Yeah, (laughs) it's almost like kind of, you know, this is almost like a century that you're getting uh, uh, these uh, debates. Yeah. Um, I also loved seeing the uniforms. Yeah, so they have. Yeah. What did you think of that?
0: Well, they were quite charming. They were very of their time, weren't they? Because I immediately thought of what do people wear who work at cinemas these days, and it's like a branded shirt, you know, know, with a name tag, and these were these, like, full-on, like, Salvation Army outfits. Mm. Yeah. Um, Would go with the building, don't they, you know? All the effort that's been put into that architecture mm. is mirrored by the effort that goes into the clothing.
1: Yes. The person who did the Caribbean cinema, uh, his name was Cecil Morris, Mm -hmm. uh, and he arrived uh, from Jamaica to Birmingham as a teenager in 1962. Uh... And, you know, he was the person to 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 bring black cinema on screen in the 70s. And he also set up the Rising Star uh, record shop. Uh, and the cinema was the elite in Soho Road. So actually a lot of this was around Hansworth, right? And what's interesting is that the cinemas were also community organizations. So along with the posters for the films, you have meeting on, you yeah, know, mm. whatever, mm. Right, so a lot of political organizing, yeah, happened around uh, the culture as well, uh, which I found, uh, you know, just a, a kind of you know a really interesting part uh, of the exhibition. Really, the quote that you were uh, talking about earlier is from Abdullah Hussein, mm-hmm. who says, "A few hundred of us paraded right through white territory mm-hmm. down to that movie theater, and we wore whatever we pleased." Coat and pants, pyjama, shawar kurta, anything. You could hear the Urdu and Punjabi film songs blaring from loudspeakers block away. A completely different scene awaited you in the theater hall. Popular film songs sung by uh, uh, Lata Mangeshkar, Mohammed Rafi, Noor Jahan and others greeted you. And when the film started, it put you back in a familiar world. Your own movie stars, your own language, dances, songs, jokes, the same storyline, the same scene. You felt as if you had never left your own country. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> you <come> <laughs> so um, I think it's a marvelous show, actually. It kind of It also, it's like the best of the social history because... It gives importance to you, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, and to your community and your history, right? It's kind of, you're not just seeing something in London or New York or Radio City Music Hall. Yeah, kind of, there were all these movie palaces here and kind of, if you have ancestors in Birmingham, these are the places your grandparents went to and where they courted and so on. Mm -hmm. And kind of the film show, the exhibition shows it in quite a glamorous way. You know, the photos are beautiful. The, the centerpiece photo of the Odeon, yeah, the mm. Art Deco Odeon is magnificent and it kind of dominates the exhibition, you know. Uh, so it kind of it glamorizes people's history as well as enriching it in a very textured way.
0: Yeah, it's a really well put together exhibition and the, very, very concise as well.
1: Mm. The other thing that I loved is it shows you where the first films were shown in Birmingham. I was fascinated, for example, to find out that Moybridge actually exhibited his photographs in the town hall.
0: I wasn't surprised by that, though. I mean, I would have thought that would be a touring sensation.
1: Okay, well, you see, I, I was surprised. Yeah. Uh, and I was also delighted to see uh, those early films you know, of the graduation mm. ceremony from Birmingham University. I was surprised by how many women there were, actually. Uh, I love seeing the footage of the kids yeah, from the, what is it, Blue Coal School or whatever it was, mm. uh going to the pictures. Or, you know, the man returning for more, right? Like, yeah, and you see how different the city centre was then, but you still recognise some of the old buildings, right? It is mm. kind of, you know, it's an emotive, it's it's history... Uh, But, you know, in a textured way that helps you learn, but that that also has an emotive dimension to it, yeah? Mm -hmm. You feel touched by what you're seeing because it's where you live. Yeah. All right? Very nice. Thank you very much. Well, thank you all very much for listening. We are eavesdropping at the movies, and we are on... Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts,
0: Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, On social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter. And the website is eavesdroppingatthemovies.com. And I uh, should just reiterate, you've got until the 30th of October to see this exhibition at BMAG. It's completely free, um, free entry to everything. Um, and then you can go and get yourself a nice Edwardian tea afterwards. Yes, love it.
1: All right, well, thank you very much.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>